Hey, I'm Casey Stone, and I am a lover and an encourager of people. Come on, that's you. I know this faith message is going to help you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, family! (laughs) I'm Casey Stone. Thank you so much for joining me live on Facebook and YouTube and what other uh, platforms you're watching on, whatever other platforms uh, that you are joining me on today. Welcome to the Sanctuary of Generation Faith Center, which is the church that is with Stone Ministries. Thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, We got our sanctuary back. They're still working on our studio, but this is a great place to record in the meantime. So thank you so much for being with me. We're going to have such a great time today. If you have any prayer requests um, uh, for you or even somebody else, drop them in the comment section. Come on. I want to pray for you, with you, just standing with you, believing God uh, that your uh, need is fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Provision is on its way to your house. Come on in Jesus name. Uh, And also uh, there is a link uh, in the description of this video, whatever platform you're watching on, there's a link in the description uh, to allow you to sow uh, or become a partner financially into this ministry. It allows us to keep going and reaching more people for the kingdom, more people with the gospel, of Jesus Christ. So thank you in advance for that. Amen. We're going to get into some scripture today. Is it okay if we dig a little bit? We're going to teach some scripture today, and I know that this is going to bless you. I know it's going to enrich your life. I promise you that. So stick with me for just a few minutes. We're going to be uh, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to begin in verse 10. This is the apostle Paul, and he says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the high or heavenly places. He is talking to us as brethren. I told our congregation on Sunday, if you go through uh, Ephesians, you've got a list. Uh, Ephesians chapter uh, 6, if you begin in verse 1, we jump down to verse 10. But if you begin in verse 1, he's breaking down categories of people. So he's got uh, children. He begins talking with children. And then he starts addressing fathers and giving them direction. And then he begins to talk to um, slaves or servants and then masters uh, or overseers of those slaves or servants. Servants. Um, and then he begins to talk to a new category in verse 10, which is where we picked up. And that is the category of the brethren. He says, finally, brethren, meaning anybody that's on the same belief as the apostle Paul, that's us. So we can take this as a letter directly to us. And the apostle Paul uh, begins this letter to us, brethren, he says, be strong, or in the Greek text, it means to be empowered, be strong in the Lord, or be empowered in the Lord and in the power of his might or in the strength of God. Now keep in mind also that while the apostle Paul is encouraging us with this, he's sitting in chains 
And if you go down to verse 20, the Apostle Paul re- re- reveals to us that he is in prison in this moment. He's in prison while he's writing this to us, but he stays in faith and boldness and encourages us, reminds us about the truth that we have the strength in God. Come on, this is good. So when we get into this teaching today, I don't want you to have any excuse to say, well, Paul doesn't know what I was going through. <laughs> I think he does. I think he does. I think he's got his own problems that he was dealing with at this time, but he still has the confidence in who he is in Jesus. Come on and reminds us, and he's going to show us how to live like he's living right now. So finally, my brethren, verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Don't worry about your own strength, right? It has to be done in God's strength. Then he says, verse 11, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Say wiles, wiles, the wiles of the devil. This word in the Greek text is methodia, methodia, and it means one way, deceit, one way. Deceit. It doesn't mean just one way and it doesn't mean just deceit. It's a combination. One way, which is deceit. It's lies. So the only way that the enemy can attack your life, you watching right now, the only way the enemy can attack your life is through lies and deceit and deception. Lies and deceit and deception. Now the problem with that is that lies and deceit and deception feel so real in the natural realm whenever we uh, are seeming to experience those things that the enemy is attacking our life with. Don't you agree with that? Come on, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. We're living in the same natural realm, amen. So we know, we, we understand each other in that. Those lies and deceit and deception feel so real in the natural realm. Let's look at verse, uh, verse 12 real quick. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Say powers, powers. See, this word powers is the reason that you feel the, the uh, lies and the deceit and the deception. The reason that you feel that uh, and it feels so real is because of this Greek word, exousia, exousia. And this Greek word simply means uh, a spiritual weight. A spiritual weight. We don't wrestle against principalities and spiritual weights, right? It's, that's, what, that's the reason that we feel those weights and those, those pressures is because it's a power. It's a power. It's an exousia. But we have to keep in mind that it is a lie. Even though we feel it, even though we feel like we are experiencing it, we have to recognize it for what it is. According to the Apostle Paul, it's a lie, The only way the enemy can attack our lives is with a lie. He can only try to cause deceit and make it look the way that he wants it to look, not the way that it's supposed to be. Amen? Amen. Verse 12, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high or heavenly places. Now, I want to point out really quick that heavenly places or high places, as some version says, your version may say heavenly or high, but this is both the same thing. And it means in the Greek text, this simply means the sphere 
in which spiritual activities take place. It is the sphere in which spiritual activities take place. So the instruction that the apostle, that the apostle Paul is giving us here uh, is to, uh, as fellow believers, right, as our category, as fellow believers, as brethren, he says, be empowered by God's strength. Make sure you're doing it in his strength. Put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand against the only way that the enemy can attack our lives, and that is through lies and deception. Lies and deceit. He can only make it look like he wants it to look, but that's not the way that it's supposed to be. Amen? The Apostle Paul is saying, you're not fighting against flesh and blood. There's something way bigger going on here than flesh and blood. Everything we face as believers is coming from the, the wickedness in, in high places, the wickedness from the place that the sphere of which the spiritual activities are taking place. The, the, the things that we're experiencing are coming directly from the sphere in which these spiritual activities are taking place. I want you to get this today because this is going to help you. We're not, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Number one, why? Because flesh and blood is not where the uh, wickedness is coming from. There's a whole nother realm. There's a whole nother realm. And can I encourage you with this today? If you find yourself in an argument or fighting with somebody or in a debate with somebody, come on. Both of you just need to say, shut up. I'm going to shut up. You shut up. Because there's something way bigger going on than us right now. <laughs> we got two demons trying to battle something out in the sphere in which the spiritual activities take place. But we experience it here because we drag it into the natural realm where it's not supposed to be in the first place. Oh, see, this is the natural realm where the natural takes place. That's flesh and blood. This, we're talking about the spirit realm in which the sphere and where the spiritual activities are supposed to take place. It's not supposed to take place here. It's not supposed to take place here. Come on. That's supposed to take place in the sphere in which the spiritual activities are taking place. Come on. I know this is helping you today. Listen, stay with me just a few more minutes, just a couple more minutes. When we're arguing with somebody or when we're getting into a debate or something's going on, a fight in the natural realm, everybody's trying to win. That's all we're trying to do is win. In fact, the only thing we're really doing is losing. The only thing we're doing is losing when we're fighting flesh and blood because it's not supposed to be battled that way. Are you with me? Come on, this is so good. Just type amen. Come on, type preach in the comment section of this video if you're in agreement with that. Come on, this is so good. It's blessing me today. Amen. Let those things stay in the sphere in which the spiritual activities are taking place. Now, really quick, I want to take another look at verse 12. And I want to point something out to you. This is going to minister to your heart. Holy Spirit's going to take this and just activate it for you. Verse 12 of Ephesians chapter 6, it says, again, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, the word against here uh, is exactly how you would understand the word against in the English language. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That's not an opponent, right? But the second time we see the word against in the same scripture, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against. The second time we see that word, it's not the same word that we recognize it as. In fact, in the Greek text, that word is advantageous. 
advantageous, meaning to your advantage, to your advantage. Think about this. Let's break this down for just a second. The apostle Paul says, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. In fact, it's advantageous for you that your battle or your uh, um, wrestling is against the spirit, the wickedness, the spiritual wickedness. Uh, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness. It's to your advantage that you wrestle against principalities, against powers, and against spiritual wickedness. What? What? Come on. I know Papa never told you this. I know the denominational churches never told you this, but this is exactly what the word of God says. It's to your advantage that you don't fight flesh and blood. If you fight against flesh and blood, you'll lose every time, every time. But how in the world can the apostle Paul say that you have an advantage fighting against the principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness? How in the, Paul, you lost your mind. Paul, you have lost your mind. How can you say that it's to our advantage? Can I teach you something today? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. How do we have an advantage in the spirit realm? I'm fixing to tell you. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15. It says this, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, verse 16, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Paul's praying for them. Paul's praying for them. They, he recognized their faith and he says, okay, now that you're in faith, I need to pray for you. Now that you're in faith today, you watching, now that you're in faith today, you need prayer for this specific thing that the apostle Paul is about to pray for. And let's see what that is. He says, I pray for you. In verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The apostle Paul is praying. He said, oh, now that you're in faith, now that I see you're in faith, the next thing that you need to do, you're in faith, automatically next thing is to pray for you and just declare over you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. This seems pretty important. This seems pretty important. Why do we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation? Verse 18, so that the eyes of your understanding... So the eyes of your understanding, meaning the way you process your thinking, the way that you think about things, the way that you make decisions, what goes into your mind so that you can make decisions with in faith. Those things need to change from what it used to be. Amen. Amen. So that the, uh, he said, so that the, excuse me, so that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened or in the Greek text, it means revealed to what are, what's being revealed what is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? See, all of this is contingent on if we believe it or not. All of it's contingent. Our whole faith walk. And this verse is telling us too that it's contingent. The power is contingent on if we believe it or not. See, just speaking words out or saying what somebody else said is not faith. That's not believing. 
Believing has to be your heart being so convinced that the word of God is trumping any situation that they're experiencing, any lies from the enemy that feel real because of the exousia, because of the spiritual weight that it carries, right? Even though it's a lie, we have to be so convinced in our heart that the, that the power that this verse is talking about is real and for us. What did this power do? What did the power do? Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward or in us who believe according to the working of his power, which he worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead? So this is the power that we have to believe in for this to be in our life, for this to be effective in our life. The power that raised Jesus from the dead. And then it says that the power that raised him from the dead and seated him, right? seated him in high or heavenly places. There's that word again, meaning the sphere in which the spiritual activities take place. So you're seated in the sphere in which the spiritual activities are taking place. You're seated in heaven with Jesus. Ephesians 2.6 says that. You can write that down and go back and read that. Ephesians 2.6 says that he's, he made that decision, that he pulled you up to sit with him in the sphere in which the spiritual activities are taking place. Not in flesh and blood, but against the spiritual, uh, in the realm, excuse me, the, the sphere in which the spiritual activities are taking place. Now, why is that so important? Why is that so important? Because if we read on, it says, so raised Jesus from the dead, seated him in the sphere in which the spiritual activities are taking place. Verse 21, far above. Where? Come on, say it. Just say it with your mouth. Where? Far above. Far above. Far above what? I'm glad you asked. It says, far above all principality, all power, all might, come on, all dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also that age which is to come. How or why is it to your advantage that your fight is in the spirit realm? Because you're seated far above what the enemy is trying to attack your life with. Come on, if you're believing, if you're in faith, then you're seated with Jesus far above what the enemy is trying to attack your life with. That, that's why no weapon that's formed against you is going to prosper. It can't even get to you. You're above it. You're seated far above it. <laughs> you're in the sphere in which the spiritual activities are taking place. But even more than that, you're seated in that sphere far above the spiritual wickedness, far above the principalities and powers, far above the spiritual weight that the enemy is trying to lie to you about and with. This is so powerful today. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's why no weapon formed is able to prosper. It's formed, but it can't get to you because you are seated above it. Woo! That's why it's to your advantage. That's why the apostle Paul said so confidently, it's advantageous for you that your fight is not against flesh and blood. You lose every time that way. But when you fight in the spirit, there's not really a fight because you're seated above it. It can't get to you. Put your faith there today. Put your faith in that same power that raised Jesus from the dead that the Bible says is living in you right now. The power lives in you and you're seated with Jesus in the sphere in which the spiritual activities are taking place far above principalities, far above powers, far above the wicked rulers in the darkness. It's so beautiful today. 
So good. Oh, my gosh. Man, that was worth joining me. That was good preaching, Casey. I'm telling you, this is so good. Apply this to your life. Man, I'm telling you, apply this and watch God move. Watch him work. Watch your whole life change dramatically just by applying this simple truth. See, we, we thought at the beginning that the apostle Paul lost his mind. Now I want to lose my mind too. First Corinthians chapter uh, two, verse 16 says that you have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. That's why it's important to, to declare the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ using and operating out of the mind of Christ, not out of the natural mind, but out of the mind of Christ. In fact, the word revelation here in this passage of scripture, uh, declaring the spirit of wisdom and revelation, revelation means to uncover. See, there's a cap. The world has placed a cap on our thinking. The world has placed a cap on our uh, reception, receiving of the provision. It can't be that big. Yeah, it can. Remove the cover. God can't be doing something that big in your life. Yes, he can. Remove the cover. Oh, you can't be seated with Jesus far above. Those, those, Those negative things have to happen in your life. No, they don't. Remove the cover. Think bigger. Think broader. Allow the the revelation and the wisdom and the knowledge of Christ to be your decision making today and moving forward every day. Amen. So powerful. Start operating in wisdom and revelation. In fact, um, when you do that, you're going to begin to see uh, and think like Jesus does. You're going to begin to say what he says because you're, you're you start thinking like he thinks. That's so good. Amen. Amen. I know that you can do this. Man, I believe in you wholeheartedly. I believe in you. I'm so glad that you're with me every week so that we can grow together. I'm beginning to love you more and more. I believe in you. I know you can do this. You're seated far above. Come on. I believe that you can do this. Please message me and let me know how your life is changing after this teaching today. I know that it's going to affect you in a positive way. I love you. Yes, you. And I can't wait to see you again next week. God bless you.